after the 2018 sacred deal, the, the, the Pope Francis sacred deal with, uh, with Beijing, then everything fundamentally changed. Hey, my friends, I've got a really special guest for you today. And yes, we're going to have to shield his face and things like that because it's very dangerous for him to speak up. He is someone who uh, comes from mainland China, whose family is still there, who is speaking out. And he's doing so at the risk of his own safety and so on. But he needs to make this known. He needs to make known what's actually going on there. We're going to focus in our talk with him on what the Catholics in China are experiencing, the underground Catholics as well. I wanted to give you a glimpse into what's been going on. The Vatican, as many of you will know, has been having this sort of agreement with China. I guess it was done in the hopes that uh, there would be some lessening of the persecution of Chinese Catholics, so to make an official agreement. It was brokered by former so-called Cardinal uh, McCarrick, uh, many of whom uh, many of you know him as the sexual abuser, but he brokered this deal for Pope Francis with, with the Vatican in China, and it is a horrendous deal. Let me give you some of the expert testimony on it. First of all, from Stephen Mosher, who most of you know as uh, the great researcher on China who first discovered the horrific one-child policy. He, of course, is a close collaborator with LifeSite News. Here's what he said. Um, and these are quotes from Steve Mosher in an article he did for LifeSite News that you can go check out. He's speaking of President Xi Jinping. He said, as he made clear in a speech on religion in December 2021, Xi Jinping attends, intends to bring every religion in China, Catholic, Christian, Muslim, Taoist, and Buddhist, under the direct control of the Chinese Communist Party and make them serve its purposes. Any religion that does not teach its members to love the party and so socialism is backward. Religion uh, is a backward religion engaged in illegal religious activities, she said, and will be stomped out. Religions should only conduct their activities in approved places of worship and must not interfere with social life or the education of the young. So, as Mosher continues, it goes without saying that Xi Jinping intends to crush the underground church and is using the Sino-Vatican Agreement, and that's the name of the agreement, the Sino-Vatican Agreement, for this purpose. But it is also clear that by preventing the faith from being passed on to the next generation, by forbidding young people to go to church, he intends the same fate for Catholicism in general. In the meantime, the Chinese Catholic Patriotic Association, which is the Chinese Communist Party approved church will be used to promote the Chinese Communist Party's political goals and ideology, as well as core leader Xi himself. The Sino-Vatican Agreement, instead of leading to a new birth of religious freedom for Catholics in China, is instead being used by the CCP for its own purposes. And these are, and this is Steve Mosher, it is now clear to decapitate the church hierarchy by slow rolling the appointment of bishops, while at the same time slowly strangling Catholicism itself out of existence. Uh, Mosher concludes, a member of the United States, and that was uh, Steve Mosher, and this is his opinion and take on this, of course, is very, very well informed, but it's also corroborated by a member of the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. Um, who has said it is, he is tremendously disappointed 
by what the renewed Sino-Vatican deal will mean for Chinese Catholics. His name is Stephen Schneck. He's a member of the U.S. CIRF, and he told Crux Media Outlet, and I quote, I think that these agreements have not produced any improvement in religious freedom for Catholics in China, and I think that the Holy See sh should really think, rethink its decision to dance with Xi on this whole business. Schneck added, in fact, I would go as so far as to say, and this is my personal comment, but it looks to me that China may in fact be using this agreement to crack down further on underground Catholics in China, and if that's the situation, then the Vatican's actually losing ground with China and not gaining ground at all. So, taking this issue uh, with the Vatican and allowing the CCP to have a say in the choice of bishops for Chinese, for Chinese Catholics, Schneck asked, who are the pastors of their faith? Do they come from the church of the state? So Schneck himself is a Catholic and he was appointed to the Commission on International Religious Freedom after more than two decades of experience in the field. Now this group that he's with, the U.S. group, this U.S. government sanctioned group, this USCIRF is an independent, bipartisan federal commission closely, which closely monitors issues of religious freedom throughout the world. And it publishes an annual report on recommendations to the US government and Congress. Now, the commission's report in April of 2022 recommended that the US redesignate China as a country of particular concern for engaging in systematic, ongoing, and egregious violations of religious freedom as defined by the International Religious Freedom Act. Now, the key findings on China uh, were that in 2021, religious freedoms continued to deteriorate. The government continued to vigorously implement its sinicization of religion policy and demand that religious groups and their adherents support the Chinese Communist Party's rule and ideology. Now, this is right from the report. Throughout 2021, the State Administration for Religious Affairs, a government agency under direct control of the CCP's United Front Work Department, and other agencies issued new legal measures imposing further restrictions on clergy, religious schools, and religious content on the Internet. Although China recognizes Buddhism, Catholicism, Islam, Protestantism, Taoism, adherents of groups with perceived foreign influence, such as underground Catholics, house church Protestants, Uyghurs, and other Muslims, and Tibetan Buddhists, and those from other religious movements, such as Fulan Gong or, uh, and the Church of the Almighty God, are especially vulnerable to persecution, says the report. Despite the Vatican-China agreement on bishops' appointments, authorities continue to harass and detain underground Catholic priests who refuse to join the state-controlled Catholic Association, such as Bishop Joseph Zhang Waizu of Xijiang Hebei Province. And this is again from the report. Moreover, authorities throughout China routinely raided churches, detained Christians, confiscated religious materials. The government also continued to demolish church buildings and crosses, including the Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Xinjiang, under its Sinicization of Religion campaign. The report noted that China is officially an atheist state. The CCP, whose members are banned from believing in or practicing any faith, has long repressed religious freedom, and in recent years, it has become 
increasingly hostile toward religion, implementing campaigns to sinicize Islam, Tibetan Buddhism, and Christianity, to rid them of alleged foreign influences. These policies require religious groups to support the CCP, that's the, the Chinese Communist Party rule, and its political objectives, including by altering their religious teachings to conform to CCP ideology and policy. Both registered and unregistered religious groups and individuals who run afoul of the CCP face harassment, detention, arrest, imprisonment, and other abuses. And then there is Cardinal Zen, who is arrested by the Chinese Communist Party uh, authorities under the terms of China's draconian 2020 national security law. He was the uh, retired Archbishop of Hong Kong, and the number one person whom the Vatican used to rely on for all things to do with China, led the policy on uh, China's relationship or Vatican's relationship with China under Popes John Paul II and Benedict, but was totally sidelined by Pope Francis, not even shown the new Vatican agreement with China. He was um, found guilty uh, that is, uh, by the Communist Party uh, for an offense um, and was arrested. He was fined some $4,000. And Zen and his fellow defendants uh, had pled not guilty. However, Reuters reported at the time that he could face yet further prosecution as police investigate, and I quote, an accusation of collusion with foreign forces. So in light of this, Zen's travel to Rome for Benedict's funeral um, he had to actually get permission to do that. When he got back, he was quite ill. Um, so let's pray for Cardinal Zen, for all the persecuted Catholics in China, all the persecuted Christians and, and freedom fighters, all those who want to practice their religion and freedom. Let's pray for them. And as we speak with this next guest, who's going to show us more of an inside look, let's pray for him and his family as well. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Hello, LifeSite friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Each round is stamped on the back with an image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, we feature LifeSite's logo, surrounded by brilliant sunbursts and draped with olive branches, and each round commemorates LifeSite's 25 years of pro-life, pro-family reporting in America, Canada, and beyond. These one troy ounce rounds are 0.999 pure silver, and LifeSite has just under 10,000 in stock. They're beautiful, historic, and forever enshrining the most important American pro-life victory of a generation. This first edition LifeSite Silver Round is the perfect gift for yourself or anyone you love that collects precious metals and is passionately pro-life. And each purchase helps directly fund LifeSite's pro-life and pro-family mission. This is the first precious metals collectible of its kind that is directly supporting LifeSite's worldwide mission that you know, love, and trust. And now it can be yours while limited supplies last. Get your one troy ounce rounds of 99% pure silver today by clicking the first link below and celebrate life with all of us at LifeSite News. JP, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, John Henry, for supporting us in solidarity. Let's begin, as we always do, at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, first of all, uh, JP, if you wouldn't mind, 
tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your experiences, and your authority in speaking on the subject. I was born into a family, Catholic family, managing generations in China. And it came to, actually, I attended the uh, uh, Patriotic Church in my huge city, Metropolis. When I say Patriotic Church, I mean CCP, uh, Communist China, Communist Party Control Church. We can say CCP Church or Patriotic Church. So, because in my city, there was no uh, underground church, right? But, so, I came to the United States uh, years ago. And I awakened my mind when I see uh, YouTube, the free flow of information, I expose my regime, how brutal they are. And then I, uh, my conscience awakened again for your country, the radical left, radical left in your country, just like, I mean, you know, North America, just like cultural revolution in my country decades ago. And I began to fight the radical left in your country, in the West. And then the church issue, the, the, the Francis Vatican uh, deal with the Beijing, and that, again, reawakened uh, uh, my, my conscience. So I'm deep into this matter, and I have uh, the past 10 years, every single day, I've been a uh, 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 human rights advocacy. So I have an uh, uh, exp uh, extensive and deep connection with, uh, with people in China. Uh, I'm doing my personal ministry, apost apostolates with the Protestants and Catholics in China, unite promoting a dialogue and the solidarity among all those faithful and also non-believers, dissidents, uh, to fight the cultural evil and the political evil. Why don't you start with giving us a look at life for underground Catholics and, and Catholics in China, in China, and all believers in China, all Christian believers in China, previous to Pope Francis. So under Popes John Paul II and Benedict, what did life look like at that time? Xi Jinping. Uh, took office the same year with Pope Francis. Before Xi Jinping, the suppression of persecution was not to this level the worst. The underground church, uh, they still can, when they propose their bishops to Rome, Rome sometimes still, still approve that, approve the, uh, without notifying Beijing, right? Actually, uh, uh, JP2 and the Benedict they, they, they permitted sort of a prerogative for the underground community, saying that under your special circumstance, if you need a bishop, urgently approve that yourself, and then you can tell us. But the, uh, you know, Benedict XVI uh, revoked that in the 2007 letter to China, but, but Benedict XVI still uh, had the bottom line saying, under very urgent circumstance, you can still do that with that prerogative, okay? So, when she took over, <laughs> when Francis took over, she began to very heavily, heavy-handed to persecute everything. After the 2018 sacred deal, the, the, the Pope Francis sacred deal with, uh, with Beijing, then everything fundamentally changed. That means every beach, uh, that means uh, uh, the Vatican would not approve any underground bishop, okay? Because uh, under this, we have the deal, secret deal. Under this deal, every bishop is, should be, uh, is proposed theoretically under the secret deal. I think this is maybe the only thing we know about a secret deal, is Beijing will propose a list, will give a list nominee to, to Rome, and Rome only has the right to veto, to veto, okay? So that means, uh, any bishop right now 
uh, being approved is uh, by is approved both by Beijing and by Rome. And this is the this is the so-called communion, full communion, unity of the church in China, uh, so-called one by the and also desired by the by the Vatican right now. But we know essentially, uh, Cardinal Zen, Cardinal Zen know essentially this is a self-contradictory. So I can tell you the uh, open church, the CCP church, uh, maybe maybe half of a CCP church, half of an underground church. There are certain certain freedom in in, in the CCP church. Uh, you can preach gospel, no problem, in the church, in the facility, but you cannot talk, touch any social issues. That means that social teaching is prohibited. It's not it's not promoted in the church. It's banned. Yeah. Now, one of the things you mentioned is that under Xi, meaning Xi Jinping, things are much worse. In in what way are they much worse? Comprehensive, daily, systematic human rights abuses. For religious freedom, uh, torn, tearing down churches, tearing down churches, uh, Protestants, Catholics, even CCP-controlled church. And of course, for the underground church, many, I know of underground priests have been house arrested for almost 20 years. He's only in his 40 or 50 years old. And just this uh, spring, uh, this uh, uh, holiday, New Year, he was allowed maybe a week out, get out to visit his family, uh, parents, his dying parents, 80, 90 year old, I think. And then, Captured, uh, uh, sent back to the house arrest again. Almost 20 years uh, underground priest. So there are many, many more. So also encroachment of Hong Kong. When you talk about Xi's uh, heavy hand, Hong Kong died in front of the world. Uyghurs, Muslims, uh, one million, two millions in the concentration camp, genocide. Tibetan monks, self-immolation, they burn themselves as extreme form of protest. All this One of the restrictions, as you said, is no teaching, uh, the social teachings whatsoever. So you can't have teaching on the life issues, which we hope are taught everywhere, on the family issues, on anything like that. That's all restricted. For abortion, I ask them. <laughs> I ask them. Uh, it's better. It's better in uh, in underground church. You have to. You hide yourself, right? You you talk. Because you are not registered with the CCP, so um, the the abortion issue and the, the the sexual disorder, you know, uh, homosexual and uh, cohabitation before marriage, uh, sex sex before marriage, they're very severe in China, and just sometimes, uh, many times, uh, they're not exposed to the service. So, underground um, church, yes, we talk about that. Um, uh, the uh, uh, open church. You need to be very, very careful. You, you yourself censor yourself, right? So abortion, because you know it's, it's ironically uh, before the CCP, uh, they have a forced abortion, right? Only one child, one child policy. Uh, Those recent, most recent years, because the CCP see, oh, we need more young people, otherwise our economy is, uh, is dying. So they are sort of forcing their party members to have two more, two and three children. You, you can't have one to have two or more. So, uh, uh, so the, uh, you need to be very careful talking about abortion uh, in the open church, and also uh, other social issues like the like the fighting the tyranny, 
uh, just the or theory, um, the disobedience, protest, human rights, human dignity, uh, uh, LGBT, that kind of thing. You know, you talk, you don't talk about that in in the CCP church. One is uh, is the persecution from the from the regime. Number two, some many times our clergy in the in the patriotic church, they are proactive co to cooperate, self censor. So that's I call corruption of conscience. There are good ones in the in the in the CCP church. Don't don't be mistaken. There are good ones, ones with holiness, uh, priests and, and the bishops. But but you have to cooperate. You have to survive in that environment. They drag you to the to the training session, brainwashing seminars and uh, and uh, conferences, endless ones. And then where's your time to pray? Your time to preach. So I call that corruption, gradual, daily, increasing corruption of conscience yeah. in the in the CCP church. One of the things that we've heard uh, is: Are there restrictions on young people attending mass? Yes. Professor said that correctly. He said that uh, uh, different provinces, different regions have different policies. Yes, uh, depending on the party member officials there, how they execute that policy. You cannot have your spy, your agent there watching the church door the twenty four seven. Right? Yes, they, they impose that law. They impose that rule. So that means uh, summer things like summer camp uh, is is have uh, especially during the past three years of COVID. Uh, it's, uh, disappeared. Those uh, programs disappeared. It's like the, uh, I tell you, it's like the Hong Kong Victoria Park nights every year since the 1989 TMA massacre. Every year, that's uh, the, the commemoration. Uh, every uh, Over 100,000 gathering every year that they drew and forth to commemorate TMA massacre until three years ago, in the name of COVID control, disappeared from the earth. That was the only place on the earth that Chinese are allowed together in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong, to to uh, commemorate. So, tell us if you can, what have you seen of the effect of the new Pope Francis deal with the with the Chinese government with Beijing? I talked about it, the impacts are uh, on different levels and the different uh, facades. I talk about this in the context of the uh, in my article in the uh, National Catholic Register. The in the context of the uh, I call that twine China, China of Protestants, China of Catholics, China of non-religious dissidents. So imagine a picture: the Protestant leader, dissident leader, is Pastor Wang Yi. Okay, Pastor Wang Yi, uh, the Catholic the Catholic uh, leader. He's now serving nine years in prison. The Catholic leader, dissident, pro prophet, is Cardinal Zinn. Okay. And uh, the dissident, non religious dissident leader may be uh, Dr. Liu Xiaobo, the Nobel Peace Prize winner, now uh, this, uh, uh, died and adopted to the sea, okay, to the ocean. So those three prophets leading the Chinese nation, leading Chinese people out of the Egypt, Exodus. Right, but those the, those followers behind them are not very much cooperative. They don't talk to each other. Protestants, but in, among Protestants and Catholics, we don't talk to each other, and we don't know each other's existence mutually. So that, that's why I'm doing this ministry to promote dialogue in a solidarity. So there's, but there's still still some very thin bond, 
right? I tell you this in my article, I said, Carl Lozen passed the message. I passed that message to Pastor Wangi. Pastor Lin said, I plead, I wholeheartedly plead for Pastor Wangi and also seek the blessing from Pastor Wangi. Wow, this is a historic, this is historic. This is the president of solidarity. Because in the 500 years of hate, mutual hatred, right? So, but this deal, this deal, make itself laughable. Just, to, just to destroys the image, destroys the uh, the moral authority of our Catholic Church before the Chinese Protestants, before the Chinese dissidents. Wow, look at Rome. Uh, we don't hear much about Rome, about Pope, about uh, Catholics. We don't hear much about them before. Now we hear about it. And now the image is hypocrisy. It's, it's, it's betrayal for all our sacrifice since ECP uh, took over. Betrayal of the underground, underground those, those uh, loyalty, the decades of persecution, disappears, torture, uh, imprisonment. The impact, the fundamentally, the deep impact is actually destroying, I say that, destroy the nation building. Cardinal doesn't say that. Cardinal said uh, when we when the Chinese begin the new nation building, who will trust us Catholics? Just a quick note before we return. If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. It's interesting. In, in 2018, I believe it was, uh, as you mentioned in your article too, Pope Francis lifted seven excommunications uh, of communist Chinese bishops. Can you explain that for us? And what was the effect of the lifting of those excommunications? Before that, let me add to the, your last question. The last question is uh, <clears throat> worth many hours of talk. 2018, uh, when the sacred deal is done, I think year after 2019, Beijing issued the order to all the churches in China to register with the government. Okay, Vatican issued a pastoral instruction, pastoral uh, 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 guidance on how to handle this. Vatican said it's okay for you to register with the with the CCP. Uh, don't worry too much. It's not betrayal. You just need to, when you sign the paper, you just need to, in your heart, your intention, or verbally, even verbally, you can, you, you just uh, swear loyalty to Rome. That's fine for you to sign. Okay? And for those who do not want to sign, keep, who do not refuse to sign, uh, Rome, Vatican respects you, respects your conscience. And of course, uh, I said, uh, we hope that we, we expect that the regime will, CCP will uh, respect the religious, religious liberty. Okay. So this issue, this, this, this CCP order to register really tear apart uh, a division, a huge division among the, among the Chinese church. And the CCP, I think, many people think CCP is taking advantage 
of the secret deal year before 2018. CCP is taking advantage of this secret deal to bring everybody to the control. CCP is like saying, see, look, Pope Francis, your Pope, the Papa, has reached agreement with us. So you understand what, how it works? I can agree to you. I can, I can give a break to you the, the, uh, on the paper. I have a paper in front of me, a copy of the, uh, uh, what, what Christ need to sign. The paper is like, the paper is like, it's called a, uh, it's a sheep hat, but you're selling the dog meat. Okay. The sheep hat means, uh, literally, I read, I read from the paper. It means, uh, uh, when, uh, when you sign this paper, that means I register with the CCP. Uh, I, I keep full communion with my, I, my faith, my doctrine, my church, uh, uh, which is one holy, uh, Catholic and apostolic. Okay, this is a ship hat, right? And the, the next paragraph is, is a dog meat that says, I read it literally, it says, I also promise to speak to the Chinese law, constitution, the law. Uh, speak to the uh, CCP principle that our church is independence, full independence, full autonomy. Okay, wow. You understand, right? It's it, fundamentally evil, self-contradictory. How can you have both? It's like a, a President Lincoln. You can't have a house divided coexist. For a person, can you, the holiness, can the sinfulness, can coexist for long? The China system and the HK, uh, Hong Kong system can coexist for long. You see, Hong Kong died, destroyed. Can the China system and the Taiwan system coexist for long? Can the underground church and the CCP controlled church co coexist for long? No, no. Can respect the faith, respect our our uh, uh, our church, respect the doctrine, and respect the, the CCP law? Can they correct? co-resistant for long? No. They're mutually contradictory. So, so do tell us then, what have you seen from the uh, effect on the people of the 2018 agreement? In the uh, open church, in the CCP church, many, many faithful, many faithful there, if not most, I would say most, they're sympathetic to CCP. There's, they're, they're, many of them are brainwashed. Uh, they don't, they can't, they don't overcome the great firewall. So they don't, they don't get a free, uh, the, uh, the true information. Uh, they don't even care what, what Rome is doing. What they do is they just go follow. They show their so-called loyalty to Vatican. Well, it's cool, right? We need to, you know, we have some, as laity, lay people, we have some level of a, Obedience there, right? It's not to that level of uh, the vow of obedience, but uh, so, but they, they don't see the truth. They don't see what's happening in the West, the radical left. They don't see what's happening with the with poor Francis, with the you know the the, the controversial uh, LGBT, that sexual teaching. They don't know that. So open church, CCP church, they're they're fine with the bitter secret deal. They don't know much about that. But for underground people, underground, uh, many of them feel betrayed. I'm actually with a you know WeChat group with a with a with a with a underground village, underground community there. Uh, that one priest 
declare himself bishop without even notifying Rome. You see the division here, right? Well, of course, they are contradicting the canon law. It's, it's very sad to see that. But he said, he, he said, I know he's talking every day. I hear that. He said, we feel totally betrayed. And, and uh, Rome now accuses us as, as if we are, the, we are the betrayer. We are the divider. No, we're, we're loyal to, to you, Papa. And now you reject us. What happened in 2018, as you mentioned in your article, why were those bishops excommunicated in the first place? And then they were sort of, the excommunications were lifted and yet they were in right with the Communist Party. How did that work? Right now, I'm not sure it's a, a Cardinal Sin, said it's a 70, 70 CCP, uh, CCP bishops in China. I think I heard uh, maybe about 100. I don't know, uh, but uh, there are um, seven or eight Ill illegitimate bishops, okay? Illegitimate means that some of them even have children, okay? And they're... They're only approved by, uh, uh, illegitimately consecrated by Beijing, not consecrated, yeah, approved by Beijing, uh, okay, appointed by Beijing only, without notifying Rome. And Pope Francis, uh, so they were excommunicated, right? Pope Francis brought them back to legitimacy and even put them to diocese as bishop. But in, in and what he did, what Vatican did, I think very bad, very sad, is they bring the underground bishop of that diocese to Beijing, to the best place. Because uh, the Vatican delegate was a real received by the CCP, right? Uh, uh, I think the 20, this is the 2018, okay, after, around the, 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 the time of making the deal. They, they forced, they urged, the Vatican urged, or Beijing, be, both Beijing and the Vatican urged the underground bishop resign. Vote, vacate, give the, your chair, give the C to the CCP bishop. We just lifted up his excommunication. So he is now legitimate. Give your C, give your chair to that guy, to that man. And you resign. And that man who, as you said, has a wife and children, not really a priest of any kind, just a person assigned by the Communist Party to be the, the bishop. Yes. Yes. And I, I know that man. I know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. So the, the underground, this is reported by New York Times, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, underground bishops were forced, urged to, to, to resign with tears. Imagine that tears of uh, innocence. Today's land, right? The, the, you feel that, the, the, the tears were betrayed. One of the things that happened that was very tragic was at least the world was able to see it. Cardinal Zen traveled to the Vatican specifically to meet with Pope Francis because he had been writing and it's always been ignored. So he went specifically to the Vatican to meet with Pope Francis. And was a scandal to the whole wide world because the Pope refused to meet with him. Same time, the Pope would meet with uh, Father James Martin, a heretical priest. He met with all sorts of people, homosexual groups and, and so on. 
but he refused to meet with Cardinal Zen. Tell us about that. I read Cardinal Zen's, his blog. He, somewhere in his article, he said, he, I think at that time he was an 88-year-old, took the flight himself with his uh, young secretary to Rome, spending four days, waiting four days there. And he said he's checking his cell phone every minute, just in case he missed the phone call from the Pope. And he's, this, this poor old man is just requesting 30 minutes of meeting. And no signal. No signal. So that, that's devastating to me, to my conscience. And that, that awakens my conscience, awakens my conscience, my, how do I look at my papa, my, my, my holy father, the Pope Francis? No, you shouldn't do this. He's as old as you, 80 year old, 90 year old. Unbelievable. What was the, was there a reaction from Catholics in China at that time? Did they even see that? Most of them, they, they don't care. They, they don't know that, you know, because uh, there's a wall there. Yeah. And I can tell you this, I can tell you this, there are many clergies in China, in the, in the open church, in the CCP church. They're very much, um, they obey, they obey whatever the Holy Father said. They even, they're, they're, they're I, I see, I call them a, a radical left. They spread, this, this is a professor, this is a teaching seminary, this priest. And he's a sort of, a, sort of a, he's a leader of, a, of, a, of our congregation. He, he, he got his education in the United States, now in China. And we're friends, we're, we used to be friends. And he is spreading James Martin to his students. He's part of it, so he's on that line. So how could those people spread the truth about their carnism, about a secret deal to his faithful? No way. One of the other things that, that you mentioned in your piece and, and is a reality for um, having to deal with Pope Francis from the Chinese perspective is that Pope Francis didn't even pray for Cardinal Zen when he was put on trial, didn't pray for the plight of persecuted Catholics in China. Uh, your reaction to that? Well, you can say this is an accusation, but I would, I would just present the, I, I don't, I never curse. I pray for Papa. I pray for him. Uh, I'm still in sacramental communion with him, right? But the facts exposed to the world is that, number one, in that uh, synod, right, all the cardinals gathered in Rome, right? And Cardinal Mueller told us, and Cardinal Mueller told us that no one in the meeting of word cardinals, no one mentioned cardinals in no prayer offered to him. Number one. Number two, Pope Francis on the plane, airplane, I think returning from a middle Asia, he said, I do not I do not recognize China is undemocratic. Number three, all those years, the Xi's destruction of the nation, right? Hong Kong, Uyghur, Tibetans, everything. Uh, tearing down churches, persecuting faithful, all those. Did my Papa, Pope Francis, say anything? 
if not pointing finger to she, if not a, uh, if if not uh, criticizing a dictatorship, but did you, my papa, did you offer comfort? Did you offer counsel? Did you offer encouragement to us? I didn't hear that. Number four, the most recent, Papa Pope Francis said, uh, I did not, I did not know the nature of Cardinal Glenn's case. I thought he's just a, like a, like unregistered car in the, on the street being called by, 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 being called by the police and just to pay the fine. He said that. Do you believe that? I don't. So, heartbroken. Broken heart. I just feel, feel heartbroken. Well, the one thing I can tell you is that despite the loss of the, of the seemingly loss of the concern of Pope Francis, you have got countless brothers and sisters around the world praying, ardently praying for the persecuted Catholics in China. We know very well that the suffering church in China, the suffering church in Nigeria, those men and women and children being persecuted, being sometimes even martyred for their faith, are what stays God's hand of punishment from the world and what still has him reach out with his mercy and forgiveness. Be assured of our prayers. How, JP, how can Catholics, Christians in the West best help our brothers and sisters in China? Well, People will ask, so what should we do? What, 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 what deal should you supposed to be? Or Cardinal, Cardinal Zen said, make sure the deal, anything you talk, you negotiate with, negotiate with the communists, make sure you first release the prisoners, release our bishops and churches, release them. Number two, secure religious, religious freedom. That's the that's assumption, that's the basis, guarantee for a successful, for, for a moral deal with the communists. So what can you do, my friends? You know, my Twitter, my friends, my Twitter followers, they're all faithful Catholics, most of them are conservative and uh, traditionalist. From every corner of the world, they tell me they're praying for my persecuted people, but they're praying for Parnasem every day in their mass. So thank you. And don't forget, Parnasem, uh, Nicaragua, Bishop Abarish, Jimmy Lai, they have good chance to flee, flee. They chose not. They laid there. They chose to lay their lives for the ship. So, also, my call to you, my friends, is urge your government, the government, pick the good ones, and uh, do not have any illusion. Just like John Paul II said, do not have any illusion with the communists. JP, how can people follow you? Where can they get in touch with you, learn more about what's happening and be able to follow what's happening to the, the Catholic Church in China? Okay, let me take the personal risk uh, for the benefit of us building deeper solidarity. My Twitter is uh, uh, Peter of China. Peter of China. That's my Twitter. Okay. And uh, I want to read the last words to you, because I also want to uh, alert you, caution you, my friends. The things, the persecution, the betrayal, the type of betrayal, 
it's not that easy. It's not that simple in China. The, the situation is very, very complicated. Even many uh, underground members, they, they don't feel betrayed. They still uh, support this, this secret deal. Actually, I can tell you this, but it's a our next interview to talk about their mentality, their special circumstances. So some of their some of their cowardice is justifiable, is understandable. It's very complicated. Okay. So in the to conclude. I want to read this to uh, today's event. Uh, I'm a Twitter friend who is a supporter of Carnism. Just to, just to post this a minute ago, I read this. This is uh, by Blessed Joanna Mary Bonomo. Feast day is today. Even as gold is tried by fire, her constancy was tested by persecution. Religious tongues belittled her piety and charged her with hypocrisy. In the midst of trials, she preserved her peace of soul, and when some suggested that she complain against her enemies, she replied, These trials are priceless treasures. Tell me rather how to offer them at the foot of the cross than to resent them. During the last years of his, her life, she suffered much from sickness. She died in the year 1670. So I want to say is uh, those underground faithful, Turkish, they're, they're being persecuted, but they have the same spirit, the spirit of love and forgiveness and mercy and justice, just like this blessed sister said. So pray for them and, and fight. Amen. And JP, we'll pray for you, and we want to thank you so much for all of your doing to help the Catholics, the Christians in China, but also to help the world to understand not only their plight, but to understand their example of heroic witness to the faith. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, God bless And God bless you all, and we'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.